this is what I'm always saying to women too. I'm like, it's totally fine to want to look amazing and have this goddess body as I call it. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the funny part of it is you're going to look like that when you're actually taking care of yourself properly anyways. And you're also going to feel amazing as opposed to what most women are doing, which is feeling horrible, feeling weak, exhausted, miserable, um, hating what they're doing, feeling so deprived. And on top of that, also not getting the physique that they think that they're going to get by doing all of that. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Hey, hey, homies. This is episode number 88 of The Medicine. We are so grateful to all of you that are choosing to expand yourself on every level and letting us at The Medicine Podcast join you in your magical life journey. Today, we are speaking to Megan Janice of Nomadic Fitness. She is an online trainer who helps free women from the oppressive, restrictive diet culture to live a life where they are eating more and working out less while getting stronger and fitter. If this sounds too good to be true, I can vouch for Megan myself. About three months ago, I started working with Megan with the goal of building some more muscle in a healthy and sustainable way. I go through my journey in detail in the episode, but I will say here that she has helped me in so many ways. As a permission slip to try a new way, as a sounding board and partner in my overall wellness, and as a guide to help release my psyche from restrictive patterning. I feel strong, confident, energized, and most of all, free and balanced. All while eating more than I ever have in my life, including carbs. If restrictive patterning or orthorexic diet culture has crept its way into your life, I invite you to listen with an open mind and ask yourself, what if there was a better way, a more balanced way? What if I could feel more free in my fitness. I'm here to tell you, you absolutely can. And you're about to hear how. If you feel so moved, make sure to check out all of Megan's content. She just launched a brand new shiny version of her programming with heaps of free resources to get you going in the right direction. You can find all of this at nomadicfitness.com and I will have all of her info and links in the show notes. Also, if you share this episode to your story and tag us both on Instagram, we are entering you into our joint giveaway. So two giveaway winners this week. Holler. I am at Mimi underscore the medicine and Megan is at Megan underscore nomadic fitness. Make sure you tag us both. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that helps us share our expansive information. Cheers to you, boo. Okay, enjoy the episode, my loves. 
Welcome back to The Medicine, everyone. We have, as always, a very important, very special guest. This woman it has um, come into my life recently over the last, uh, I would say, six weeks. We've been working together, and um, I am just uh, really grateful for your partnership in this kind of journey of um, me having some some fitness goals, some some um, it's, it's sort of like play, and uh, I'm just really happy to have a partner in it that I can bounce ideas off of and everything. And um, I've gotten to know you a little bit over the last six weeks, and I'm just I'm really excited to share your knowledge with our listeners, who I know are going to get so much value out of it. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, so. Did I say your name, Megan? <laughs> Since Megan has come into our life, by the way, yeah. we have, we've had two very, very pleasant guests, uh, one being uh, a few more carbohydrates uh, <laughs> yes. in, our, in our eating, which has just been an absolute blast. Um, and a few more uh, a glute workouts. Yes. Yeah. Chase has been joining me in the glute isolation workouts and some of the hit routines that are on my schedule. And I love it. It's, it's such a blast to be able to um, work out with you and uh, to know that like, you know, there's, there's this sort of like, um, I guess, self-conscious part of me that's like, I, I hope this is a good workout for him. I don't, no, I don't want him to like me. blow me yeah. out of the dust, blow me out of the water and for him to come away and be like, that was, that was good. That was hard. Um, it, 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 and props to you because they're your workouts. Um, but before we jump into all things um, body love and nourishing and strengthening your body, um, we ask every guest who comes on the medicine, what do you love in your life? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? So obviously beyond just nutrition and fitness, which of course I love, and I'm very much in the process of trying to gift it to more women. The other huge thing that I'm really passionate about and that I'm also trying to get out to more women is nomading traveling, um, adventuring, whatever you want to call it. I like to call it having adventures, having experiences. Um, I've been nomading, so meaning living abroad full time. Not, I'm from Canada, but I haven't been actually living there for almost five years now. Um, and I've been solo traveling for like eight years, um, which is crazy to think about. And yeah, that's definitely... It was one of the first things that I did that really, really, really changed my life drastically um, because, I mean, it's just unbelievably eye-opening. It completely changes the way you look at everything and you realize so many things that we're taught in our society just aren't true. Um, and, you know, that makes you think a lot more independently and a lot more critically, right? Because you're like, oh, if all of these things I thought my whole life actually aren't true, then, you know, what else isn't real? And that was kind of the same thing when I ended up later on discovering fitness and like understanding fitness, the right way to do it. Once again, was like, oh, so many lies around all of this. And now that I actually know what the truth is, um, you know, it's just so eye-opening, so empowering. And that ultimately ended up leading into creating my own business as well, which was also such a eye-opening um, belief, limiting belief, shattering thing, right? Where it's just like, oh, all of these, these beliefs that society instills in us around, oh, you know, you have to have a job, you have to have an employer, you have to work really hard. Um, and, you know, just pretty much 
work and pay taxes is your life. Just like none of those things are actually have to be true. Um, but it, yeah, it all came first from deciding to like, okay, I want to like see what's in the world. I want to see what's out there. I want to explore and just discover it for myself. So that's definitely the biggest thing that I would strongly recommend to anybody, especially for women, of course, just because I mainly focus on women and the taboo around solo travel for women is particularly bad, of course, because it's just like, oh, it's somehow so much more dangerous if you're a woman than a man. And yes, obviously we do have different challenges. Of course, I'm not going to say that there's nothing, but this idea that you can't do it is just simply untrue. And, you know, it's becoming more and more common. Um, and I'm excited to start, this is a project that I'm working on in my business, um, which is nomadic fitness. And up till now, you know, it's been very focused just on the fitness side, which I'm obviously really passionate about, but I'm also really excited to bring in the nomadic side of the equation, because although I do fitness and nutrition, I live a very different lifestyle than your average fitness coach, right? Because I also am a full-time solo female nomad, and I really want to help other women to be able to experience that for whatever length of time is going to be relevant to them, but just to at least dip their toes into that kind of going to like cool destinations, places that probably would have thought like are too dangerous to go to um, and seeing that, you know, this world is so beautiful. It's so amazing. And it is very safe overall. And, you know, focusing on, yeah, experiences, adventures, instead of just having stuff and just working a job and kind of letting your life pass you by. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that you are just like, no, I'm going to do it. And, and probably going into your eight years now of nomadic travel and solo, solo trips and things uh, in uh, um, amazing different areas of the world. What a gift because you, I don't know, maybe, maybe you were, but it seems like you would almost be like, unaware of all the things that it, it was going to teach you, right? And, and the gifts that it would bestow upon you in the form of being able to spot or see the difference in maybe like marketing or propaganda or lies that are told to us or programming or things that oftentimes we get into our 20s and 30s, maybe 40s or later, and we're like, oh, what I learned is actually not what's real. And, you know, you start this process of like thinking for yourself and asking hard um, deep, sometimes weird questions. And what a gift that you can take that skill and now carry it into other areas of your life where it's like, no, I've built, I've, I've put in the reps, you know, mm -hmm. of, of thinking for myself. And I think travel is such a good way to, um, do that, but also like expose yourself to more cultures, like empathy, seeing how other people live, um, you know, minimalistic types of tendencies that um, are so beneficial later on in life, like so many benefits yeah. from travel. I just, I mean, just hearing from you and having gotten to know you, um, you're so inspiring in the sense that like just cracking the door on reframing language from I can't into I can or I, I don't to I do. And you know that, that starts with what we're going to even get into today in more depth, which is kind of this fitness and nutrition space of restriction versus uh, abundance, um, or or telling yourself I can't eat or exercise this particular way and shifting that into I can. I mean that's pervasive. You can take that reframe, that paradigm shifting um, set of thoughts and and sort of the lens with which you see the world into every space of your life, whether that's travel, relationship, career. Uh, religion, spirituality. And so like that is what is so inspiring beyond just the fact that, you know, 
we're going to get some sweet gains out of this. We're going to yeah. change up our diet a little bit, but there's a such a deeper layer to all of this that like hits on the human psyche. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I, I wanted to start by just sharing a little bit of um, my background. My listeners know a little bit of Chase and I as we've had some orthorexic tendencies in the past, but I really want to, I want the listener to know where I was coming from in hiring a coach that is Megan. Um, because I think that this is something that's not talked about enough. And also I think that a lot of women go through something like this at some point in their life. And um, about 2016, 2017, I hit a uh, rock bottom in my health. My hair was falling out in clumps. I had an unexplained rash on half of my body. My face was exploding in acne. I had zero estrogen. I was unable to digest my food, even the healthiest of salads and whole foods and things. It would literally come back up because I had no stomach acid. I was a mess. <laughs> and I had gotten there by living this sort of very quote unquote <laughs> clean lifestyle. I was doing intermittent fasting for a year. I was essentially very low, low carb, very low carb, um, and essentially low calorie because of how much I was working out. I was still eating three times a day, but uh, it wasn't enough for how much I was, how much energy I was expending. I was, I was working out a ton, lifting heavy, doing hit cardio, jump roping, and at a very active job as a dental hygienist. So this was a lot. This was a lot for my body. And after about a year and a half of this, it just was screaming at me, you need to do something different. We can't do this. Like you're going to kill us basically. So I, after I you know, was in the shower and a huge clump of my hair came out, I was like crumpled on the shower floor. Just like, I have to figure this out. And I, at this time, like I was a health coach, like I was helping other people lose weight and get healthier. Um, but I couldn't figure this out for myself. So I felt like a sort of like, I was living this lie. I was living this double standard or whatever. And so where I started was I just let go of working out for six weeks, yoga and walking. And I switched my nutrition instead of doing intermittent fasting and having a six hour window of eating, I became more intuitive and I ate when I was hungry. So I was listening to my body, trying to listen to those cues, get my hormones back on track. It was a lot. It was a lot of trial and error. Fast forward to... 2019, I was healthy again. I was, you know, my face had calmed down, the acne, my hormones were getting back on track. And I, I really was starting to develop a healthier relationship with food and my body. So then um, I, I really was getting to this point where I knew that I was healthy. I was eating whole foods. And um, back, you know, I guess two months ago, three months ago, I started getting this nudge from inside me like, hey, you know what? I want to build some muscle. Like I want to see what my body can do. I feel healthy. Now I want to feel really strong. And you had come across the universe provides. Um, you had come across my feed on Instagram and a close friend of mine had recommended you um, after, or, you know, it was just on her story. And I was like, saw her before and after and that she was eating more. That's what really caught my attention. She was eating more than she ever had and working out not more, but smarter. And I don't want to give your whole spiel away, but that's really what drew me to you was like, so then I, you know, deep dive on, on your page and what you were promoting and on your page, what really stuck with me was 
your emphasis on freeing or emancipating women from this oppressive diet culture. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what is your mindset going into um, working with women? And how has your own journey shaped that? Yeah, so I mean, just once I actually started to discover the real science, so not just the propaganda of the mainstream media, which is just like complete nonsense, but actually started reading from the people who have the best, strongest, leanest, most muscular bodies in the world and actually read what they said to do. And they actually taught the science behind it. Like, how do we build muscle? How do we lose fat? How does our metabolism work? How does energy in versus energy out work? All of these things. And it was just so eye-opening to me because I just realized that I was like, oh, it's actually pretty much the exact opposite of everything that we're taught is what's actually true, especially, especially for women. And I just started to realize how severe the misogyny and the oppression in the diet culture in the fitness industry was particularly towards women because yes men also do not like men are also not educated about how to eat and work out properly of course but they definitely aren't targeted in the same way of being taught to starve themselves being taught to feel guilty about food um, being taught that especially, yeah, to, to do hours and hours of cardio and that they shouldn't lift weights and that, you know, weights and muscle and strength is only for men and it's not for women. And if women attempt to build muscle and attempt to get strong, it will make them manly. Um, and instead, you know, women are just brainwashed with my least favorite word, toned. Um, and, you know, it's just so funny all the time is I get women coming to me they're like, I want to get toned, but I don't want to get muscular. And I'm like, okay, well, actually being toned literally means building muscle, right? Um, and so just like the miseducation and like the deliberate brainwashing is so crazy. Um, and yeah, and just in my own fitness journey, you know, in the beginning, I was just like any other woman who like, I had no idea what I should do. I was just trying a whole bunch of different things. And at first I was going to the gym and working out for three hours just because wow. I thought that that's what I had to do. Um, and then as I, as soon as I started to read the actual books, um, and I discovered like, Oh, okay. It's actually not that you have to restrict anything from your diet. You just need to make sure that you're fueling your body adequately, like actually giving it the right amount of energy that it requires in order to be building muscle and losing fat, which turns out to be a lot of food. Um, and that you have to make sure, you know, you're, you're getting enough protein so that you can actually build the muscle in the first place. But then specifically that the workouts are really not about working out super hard, but rather making sure that you are challenging your muscles to get stronger. And so I took that knowledge and I ended up going into the gym and just doing 45 minute workouts about four or five days a week. So I went from three hour workouts to 45 minute workouts. And within my very first two weeks of doing this, I started to get abs for the first time. Uh, my, my arms and shoulders were really sculpted and defined in a way that they had never been. And so that was just like so shocking to me. I was like, I literally cannot believe how fast my body is changing. And it's because I'm actually working out less now and I'm eating more and I'm not restricting anything. So it was just so eye-opening and I just kept going and it just kept getting better and better. And I just totally fell in love with it. And then I was just like, all right, other women need to know this too, because they're just so going about it the wrong way. It's so insane how you know, it's like, oh, 
you know, you're going to, you're going to be feminine, you know, you're going to be, have this beautiful feminine body if you starve yourself and if you torture and deprive yourself and feel guilty and, you know, do endless hours of cardio and don't you dare pick up anything heavy because you'll explode <laughs> into a, a manly Hulk overnight <laughs> when in fact the exact opposite is true. And so it just kind of, this is like more of a recent thing that I've started to kind of understand it on a deeper level where I, I see that just as much as with so many things in our society, you know, we're really brainwashed to come from scarcity um, and fitness is one of the worst ways that we're, we're taught that, you know, we're taught that it's all or nothing, that you have to be perfect. And if you screw up one day, then all of your hard work is ruined and you've fallen off the wagon and that, you know, you have to restrict, you have to cut foods out, you have to torture yourself with exercise when really the exact opposite is true. You have your whole life to build muscle, to get stronger, to get a faster metabolism. You're not in a race. There's no deadline. There's no competition. The only things you need to do is build better quality habits that actually help you. You're not taking things out, you're bringing things in. And especially, I always call it, you're nourishing your body and strengthening your body, which are so positive. And that, yeah, there's there's no guilt around food. You're not taking anything out and there's nothing that you have to give up. You know, it's not like you don't have to quit drinking alcohol or anything. Like you can still have it some of the time, um, but it's more just about fueling your body, giving it nourishment, giving it energy. That's what it needs, not only to look amazing, but of course to feel amazing as well. And the amazing news is, and this is what I'm always saying to women too, like it's totally fine to want to look amazing and have this goddess body as I call it. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the funny part of it is you're going to look like that when you're actually taking care of yourself properly anyways. And you're also going to feel amazing as opposed to what most women are doing, which is feeling horrible, feeling weak, exhausted, miserable, um, hating what they're doing, feeling so deprived. And on top of that, also not getting the physique that they think that they're going to get by doing all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's such a, just for lack of a better word, mindfuck. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, because- well, well, it's like when, when, there, when there's downstream flooding happening, whether that's in physical manifestations of um, appearance that you may not want uh, to have necessarily, um, or maybe it's even like, you know, something like hair falling out. It's so hard not to hyper-focus on those downstream floods but the real solution is going upstream and pulling a lever that it's going to prevent all, maybe potentially all of these things from happening to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, and back to your point of, you know, this, this doesn't come across in diet culture. doesn't come across in the media on kind of the traditional to do's and not to do's when it comes to fitness and nutrition, because what you're really preaching and educating on is moderation. It's balance. It's, that strength, which is kind of a, a push, and then the nourish, which is somewhat of a pull or, or somewhat of a um, recovery type uh, mechanism. And that's moderation and that's balance. Unfortunately, that is free and can't really be sold in a protocol very well. So nobody yeah, or is, a pill is or selling a, it. Yeah. We talk about all the time, <laughs> moderation and balance is typically the answer to most things but it is not sexy enough to sell. Therefore, you're not going to see it on a shelf. You're not going to see it on an ad. And so it really is up to you because it's also free uh, to start building in yeah. uh, that, that moderation muscle for your life. And also I would say, you know, um, you're, you're, we're, we're changing the thoughts too, right? You can't change behaviors and outcomes without first addressing the thoughts. And I think that um, sometimes we, 
we get in a, in the midst of our busy lives and hecticness and, and I have kids and I don't have time for this. I just want somebody to tell me what to do. I don't want to address my, my thinking or my, my, um, belief systems. I just want somebody to hand me a program, tell me what to do to how I can lose weight or whatever, fill in the blank. That's usually what it is for women is like, how do I get leaner? How do I get toned this made-up word that Frank somewhere at some advertising agency was like, hey, I came up with this word called toned and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be the rage and every <laughs> woman out there is going to want to be toned. This is a made-up word. Definitely as a bunch you, of just dude guys sitting around the yes. table being like, I think I think yeah, the ladies would they'll like go this. for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a it's <laughs> such a lie. And like you've stated before, you have some really funny videos on your Instagram where it's like, "Oh, I want to be toned," and you're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna build some muscle." And you're like, "No, no, I don't want muscle." And you're like, "That's what it is. It's literally decreasing." fat on the body and increasing muscle, which is where you see those beautiful lines that are what people, you know, would call toned. And I do want to speak to though, the, 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 um, back to my original point was we're, we're addressing the thoughts and we're addressing the psyche. And that's something that I've noticed with working with you was instead of going my way, which, you know, back in 2016, 2017 was I was restricting my food and calories, and I was punishing my body in the gym rather than listening to my body, nourishing, as you say, and strengthening and blessing my body. And I would love to hear from you what um, what do you see um, with your with your clients um, and maybe just in general? Uh, what are some of these benefits that we can see in our lives and just in general of building muscle, maybe from a health and or longevity standpoint? Like, why would someone want to build muscle? Can you speak to that? Yes, for sure. So there's really two main reasons. Um, obviously, first of all, muscle is, of course, what gives us the sexy aesthetics and most people are working out with that being a goal. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think it's kind of a problem in our society now that the fit shaming is kind of becoming a thing where it's like, you know, and like, obviously, you know, it can be extreme either way, but I'm always very adamant that I'm like, no, you can like, if you want abs, you're allowed to want abs. You don't feel guilty about wanting abs. It's completely fine. But again, I, the kind of what I'm trying to teach women is it's fine to focus on that. However, just remember that you're going to get that by doing the things that are taking care of yourself anyway. So it's a package deal of feeling amazing, tons of energy, feeling so confident, so empowered, knowledgeable, aging well, disease proofing yourself, all of these things. And guess what? You're also going to have a banging body. So it's a good, you know, cherry on top of everything. Yeah. Um, so obviously muscle is what gives us the aesthetics that we want. Um, and of course, it's also completely tied in with strength and being strong is so good in our lives. It's, and another thing is that it's super important to build muscle so that we can age well. Um, as we start to get older, we naturally start to decrease our muscle mass. And this is especially even, the, even more so the case with women. Like even by the time we're getting to 30, our muscle mass starts to naturally deteriorate. So again, so many women have never worked on building muscle and strength and they've only, and then the other reason that you really want muscle, and this is, this is the main secret, as I call it, the secret to the year round goddess body, looking and feeling like a goddess every single day is because 
the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism becomes. So this is really, really key because your metabolism is what's responsible for 70% of your total daily energy expenditure, meaning 70% of all of the calories you burn every single day is coming from the speed of your metabolism. Your actual workout that you do is only responsible for about 5% of your total daily calories, which is really puts things into perspective, right? Because and this is, again, where so many women are going wrong is they think, okay, cardio, 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 and they're only focusing on the thing that burns 5% of your total daily calories because no matter how hard you work out, you can only burn a couple hundred calories in any given workout session. And this was such a huge turning point for me when I slowly started to kind of realize this was, okay, it's less about obsessing over, okay, how many calories am I burning? And more, of, it's so much more about how strong am I getting? Mm -hmm. Because when you're getting strong, first of all, of course, that's what builds the muscle, which gives us the aesthetics we want anyways, that you're trying to get from doing cardio, but it's not going to get you there. Um, but it's also because the more muscle you're getting, the faster your metabolism is becoming. And so your metabolism is burning those 70% of calories every single day. Literally, even if you laid in bed and you didn't move at all, you would still be burning that 70%. And I just made a video on this recently and I was kind of saying this and explaining all this. And I was like, so which makes more sense to you to focus on the thing that's burning 75% of your daily calories because it's the 70% from your metabolism plus 5% from your workout, which you, you know, those are calories being burnt or just doing the 5% only. Obviously focusing on the thing that burns more calories 24-7 year-round without any additional effort is the key. And so this is really kind of the secret to getting in amazing shape and especially staying that way for the rest of your life because, and this is why I'm so adamant against the idea that like you lose your hard work or you've screwed up and now like nothing counts anymore because that's just so not true because when you're focusing on building muscle it literally permanently change the changes the cellular structure of your body mm -hmm. and this is why you know people talk about muscle memory and muscle memory is a very real thing even if you know you had built a lot of muscle and you stopped working out for a significant period of time the second that you started to work on building muscle again your muscle would come back so fast so this just goes to show that Every little bit of effort that you put towards getting stronger and building muscle is always worth it. It's always moving you forward. You never, ever, ever undo your hard work. And that's one of the main things that I'm so adamant about focusing on in my coaching is just like the mindset around it and undoing the insane brainwashing, the scarcity thinking of like, oh my gosh, but I wasn't perfect. Oh, why do I suck? I'm such a failure. What's even the point? And being like, no, there is a point to everything that you've done. And also just being like, you know, and I'm always saying this, I'm like, be kind, be patient and be forgiving with yourself. You're not in a race. You're, there's no deadline for you to like, oh, you have to build all this muscle by the end of this month. Like right. just, and just focusing. And this is why I say, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's fine to want the great body and you're absolutely going to get it as long as you keep doing the strength training. But that's why it's just so much better instead. I'm like, just embrace learning how to nourish your body, how to strengthen your body and how good it feels. And just slowly, one step at a time, slow and steady, keep 
improving those habits, keep working on a lifestyle that works for you, that incorporates those habits, not every single day obsessively, but moving towards an overall relative consistency. And just know so long as you keep going, like your success is absolutely inevitable. You literally cannot not get these results. The only way you won't get them is if you quit and you're only going to quit because you're going to think that, oh, it's not working and I'm a failure and there's no point. There's always a point. Just one step at a time, just keep going and you absolutely will be immensely successful. Hey boo, if you're fed up and frustrated by your acne prone skin like I was for so long, trying every organic skincare line, every elimination diet, every so-called miracle spot treatment and getting nowhere, here's a not so fun fact. These well-meaning products could contain pore clogging ingredients that are basically perpetuating your acne. Yes, even if they are organic, plant-based, expensive, and bougie AF, these pore cloggers are so common and used all over the place. When I removed all of these pore cloggers by using ClearStem skincare, my face did a 180 in a matter of weeks. And after only a few months, I noticed I wasn't even getting breakouts around my cycle. I didn't even know that was possible. ClearStem's whole mission is to provide anti-acne, anti-aging products that provide clinical results and zero pore cloggers. Here's my current four-step dream team routine. I use the Vitamin Scrub Gentle Exfoliating Cleanser every morning in the shower, followed by the Clarity Serum, which balances the pH of my skin and literally scrubs my pores clean. I let that work for about 15 minutes, and then I use two pumps of the Bounce Back Serum, which works like a boss to repair damaged skin like acne scars and sunspots. Last but not least, I add a dab of the Hydroglow Moisturizer to lock in my dewy brightness. To get your hands and face on the ClearStem goodness, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMI, M-I-M-I, at checkout to get a hefty discount. Or just check the show notes below for the direct link. Remember, don't give up. You can heal. Cheers and love. Preach, girl. Preach I it. love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, specifically like, so in the gym, during during our uh, allotted time to exercise, as we're trying to reframe from how many calories we can burn in this one hour, which is tough if that is your mindset because you're looking at the cardio machines that are counting the calories for you and telling right. you that you're going to burn 500 calories in 45 minutes of you know the elliptical or, or whatever machine you're on. Um, and there's this like this this lung strain, this heart rate, this the amount of sweat that has somehow just been indoctrinated into our brains that that's the uh, measure of a good workout. Um, so if we're shifting from kind of that calorie and sort of like sweat or energetic exertion um, measurement for how good a workout is into metabolism um, and really understanding that that metabolism should be the goal, how can we compare like cardio versus resistance training or lifting for your metabolism specifically? How do those two differ in the way that they contribute to a better metabolism? Don't get me wrong. You know, cardio is still a great form of exercise and you should still be doing some cardio in your workout, of course, because it does have its own health benefits that 
that strength training doesn't. And, you know, it's good to just do all different types of training, but it's just because what makes your body burn more calories is having more muscle mass because muscle burns about five times more calories than fat mass does. And so only doing cardio to try to, you know, get a great body is just like not really going to work because cardio does, I mean, it can build a little tiny bit of muscle, but it's not going to build very much muscle because what builds muscles, you have to actually put resistance on your muscles. You have to continually mm-hmm. increase the amount of resistance that you're putting on your muscles. So that's more what it is. It's just that, yeah, the speed of your metabolism is like how much energy, literally, like that's what it is. How much energy is it costing your body to keep you alive every single day? And if you have a lot of fat mass, it doesn't really require that much energy from your body. But when you have a lot of muscle mass, it requires a much higher energy yeah. level to keep mm-hmm. you alive. Yeah. The other thing too is that it just kind of makes your body more balanced. And like even this, you know, I want to learn in in more detail and study the science further. And of course, it's it's constantly being looked at more and more. But for example, the more muscle you have the more insulin sensitive you become. Whereas the more fat mass you have, the more insulin resistant you are. And so just meaning that, because insulin's job literally is just to shuttle the nutrients from the food you eat into the cells of your body. And so having more muscle mass means that you better digest the food that you eat and you better use it for appropriate fuel. Whereas when you just have a high fat mass, your body literally just is not working as well as it should be. It's just not a natural state of being as well. Like our bodies were never meant to have such a high fat mass and such a low muscle mass. So that's, and so, I mean, that's just one example. Of course, I'm sure there's so many things that we don't even fully understand yet about how in like how inappropriately our bodies are working. Another thing is hormonal balance as well. When you just have such a high fat mass and you don't have much muscle mass, your hormones aren't really working appropriately. And this is another, this is a huge reason why um, thyroid issues are so common for women because again, and this is just what I see. And this is why I'm so just saddened by the misogyny of the mainstream fitness culture, because what it's teaching to women is not only causing severe psychological damage. I mean, so many girls before they're even double digits have an eating disorder already, mm-hmm. but it's also causing physiological damage because it's messing up their hormones by teaching them to not eat um, and to, and that, which is slowing down their metabolism. It's throwing their hormones out of balance. Um, so, I mean, it's just crazy because yeah, the messaging that women are given is so physiologically and psychologically damaging. And it's just crazy too, because it's like the advice you're being given is not going to get you what you actually want. It's going to get you the opposite of what you want. And then if you followed the opposite advice, you would actually have what you want. You'd have the sexy, gorgeous goddess body that you could keep easily. And you'd also, more importantly, have so much energy and feel amazing every day and be super healthy, be super strong. And when women follow the mainstream advice, they end up weak, exhausted, miserable, and they just, you know, they end up like, you know, the physical appearance, the physique is skinny fat, it's flabby, it's not yeah. the sculpted body that they think that they're going to get. And that's because that they're, they're in the, the attempt of, um, you know, exercise, excessive exercise and cardio, 
you're not just losing fat, you're also losing muscle mass. So you might be a lighter version on the scale, but you are probably just a smaller version of the same proportion or the same body composition that you were when you started out. So the scale could change, but your actual body composition, muscle mass to fat mass, probably won't change that much because you're going to be losing muscle as well. Yeah. And even in my experience as a, as a man, uh, through my kind of history of exercise, when you are excessively exercising via cardio, um, not necessarily like hit routines, um, which we've you know taken from some of your, some of your protocols, Megan, and implemented in our life, which are shorter in duration, higher intensity. It's a communication to your hormonal system uh, that I'm trying to grow. And that's the same way with resistance training and lifting is you're, you're giving the message to your brain, which communicates that back through a hormonal response that I am trying to grow. I'm lifting something that is heavy. I need growth. I need help. That is an anabolic communication feedback pattern to your muscles. Thus, your body responds with growing the muscles. What we're talking about is it's adding muscle to your body, thus improving your metabolism. It's an anabolic growth response. Cardio for longer durations that aren't short in nature is a communication to your body that I need to sustain for longer periods of time. What that does in response hormonally is it turns, it, it is catabolic in nature. It is a stress response. And yeah. so that, that stress communication to your body tells it, I need you to start saving. Yeah down regulating. <laughs> and so it's holding on to those things like fat, uh, pulling from muscle because it needs you to survive for longer based on the communication that you're giving it. If you're running cardio four to five times a week, longer than 15 minutes, that starts to lower your metabolism because it's literally just trying to slow things yeah, down like so that you can down. survive. It's very primal. And so you start to see these weird things like you may be losing weight, but your aesthetics do not look even close to what you want them uh, to be. You might also be losing your hair or losing your estrogen. Yeah. And so it's like really so much of what you're doing in the gym and with the way you're eating is, is just communication back to your body, which based on that information that you're giving it is going to respond accordingly. Yeah. And something you said I want to point back to, um, Megan, is, you know, you were saying you were pointing out like there is, this isn't a race. And unless someone, I guess, is in competition mode where they're going to be in some physique competition, that's not 99.9% .9 of us, right? And, but I think that the, one of the problems, one of the issues with um, maybe our, our culture, our lifestyle um, is that we tend to turn on the fitness switch or the fitness desire when we have something coming up in our lives, say like a, an event or a vacation where it's like, I want to look good in my, you know, in my bathing suit. And I've, I've definitely done this. I am not immune to this. I know this well because I've had these thoughts like, okay, I have two months before we go to Hawaii. I'm going to really kick it into gear. To, and there's nothing wrong with like changing your programming based on what's coming up in your life. But if you are sedentary and the only time that you turn on that fitness switch and you're doing endless cardio and you're just like killing yourself and restricting in order to look a certain way or feel a certain way in pictures or whatever, I would really like become introspective and, and, um, and try to understand what that's doing to your body, what you're doing when you go through these cycles of ups and downs of, you know, working really hard and then sedentary. 
what that's telling your body versus like you talk about making this a lifestyle, being relatively overall consistent and really not having that much, you know, um, ups and downs with your weight, with your, you know, you're pretty predictable. It's like, I can wear the same clothes all year long. And I think that that's where we need to, you know, some people certainly need to make a switch. And, and this is in alignment with what we talk about all the time on the medicine is making these practices a lifestyle, not just for an event or a vacation. And um, that's just, I think that that's an area where people can kind of switch their psyche is like, how do we make this more of a lifestyle? And certainly the, the things that you preach and talk about and educate women on are, are moving us in that direction of overall healthy lifestyle, not just an event. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just for me, you know, I always say like the gym is my drug. <laughs> it's my therapy because yeah, like quite literally I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going for those endorphins, baby. Mm-hmm. Like give, give me it. <laughs> like, it's, it's so just... true. Mm-hmm. When you're lifting heavy, when you have like a heavy bar on your back and you're, you know, exploding up into the air and you get done with a set, like I, there is a very real high for lack of a better word where you just feel powerful you feel strong and that feeling carries over into other areas of your life where it's not an egotistical thing like you know like oh i'm better than this person cuz i can lift more or whatever it's like no i just feel stronger in my body and i know that i can do hard things because like i did it this morning under the bar um chase and i talk about this all the time but i would love for us to get into um maybe um just some practical things here, if they're kind of in this mode of switching and wanting to incorporate more, okay, they, they're thinking, okay, I need to eat more and I need to lift more. I would love for us to, for you to give um, uh, our listeners maybe some practical things that they could be looking at um, if they're trying to make this switch that we're talking about. How would you advise them? Where do they even start to kind of alter things? Yeah, so just kind of a few key things. So number one is to eat, you know, a good amount of real food, whole foods. And kind of the way, kind of the easiest way to look at it if you're not going to get into actual like calorie calculation and all that, which of course is definitely going to be like the faster route, but it's also just kind of up to you if you're going to find that too overwhelming. But just even if you are doing that, the way you're kind of think of approaching your food is this is kind of what I teach my clients is, you know, three meals a day and should have a source of lean protein, a source of starchy carbohydrates, starchy carbohydrates, meaning your whole grains. So quinoa, rice, oats, natural whole grain bread and whole grain pasta, um, as well as beans, legumes, that kind of stuff. So those are all your starchy carbs and potatoes as well. Sorry. Are your starchy carbs? Um, and then also having a fibrous carb, which is a fruit or a veggie. So some sort of lean protein, some sort of starchy carb, some sort of fibrous carb, fruit or veggie, and then sprinkling in your healthy fats, which is what really gives the flavor to the meal. The healthy fat is kind of where it's like, oh, it's the sauce, it's the dressing, it's the toppings, the marinade, whatever. And then, you know, it can be anything you want in any of those categories and having that three times a day and mainly, you know, whole foods for the most part, obviously some processed foods is not a big deal, but you just want to move in the direction of fueling your body with real nutrients. And just naturally when you start doing that, like you're going to immediately feel so good. And probably even like, even if you weren't really doing that much, you would naturally start to kind of just lean out because those foods are 
very high nutrients, but they don't have that many calories as opposed to the way that most Americans, most Canadians are eating, which is they eat food that's nutritionally bankrupt and then really high in calories. Um, so that's the first thing to do. And then most important thing out of all of that, um, beyond just getting like good quality foods is also making sure to get a high protein intake, like pretty much just get as much protein as you possibly can, because you need to eat enough protein in order to build muscle. First of all, like you cannot build muscle without protein. It's the building block for it. But the other reason is that protein is the most satiating macro. It's the most satiating out of protein, carbs, and fats. Um, so it also helps you to stay very full, very satisfied for a long time, which of course, so the protein is helping you build muscle, but it's also helping you to shed fat because it's keeping you so full. And then of course, the more muscle you're building, the faster your metabolism is becoming, which is keeping the fat off 24 seven. Um, and then that's kind of what to do with food, obviously also drinking a ton of water, you know, you really should aim for a gallon a day, which I know for some people is going to be like, Oh my God, that's insane. You don't need to obviously just jump. And this is true with everything. You know, I'm so, so just slow and steady. Okay. You don't need to be like, I'm a fitness expert tomorrow. Like that's not how it's going to work it, for people in the fitness industry. It took us years to get to where we're at. And I mean, we're constantly evolving and constantly learning. So just working, just doing what you can bit by bit to improve these lifestyle habits. And then the other thing, of course, is to start focusing on getting strong. So not just kind of, it's different. Instead of thinking that you're exercising, I want you to think that you're training, which is a very different way of looking at it. Because exercising is like, I'm just going to flail around doing anything, whatever. And obviously it's better than nothing, but training is where you know that you are deliberately, every time you work out, trying to improve from what you were doing previously. And yeah. that is the key to success because you actually are able to know whether or not you are progressing and you will always progress. It's just very, very slow and steady. So the goal is to work on getting strong at the major strength movements. So, you know, your squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, you're pressing, like you're bench pressing, your overhead pressing, rows, lunges, like pull-ups, that kind of stuff. Like your basic, basic moves are the ones that work because they're the ones that require the most strength from your whole body. So it's definitely ideal if you can go to an actual gym, you know, minimum three days a week, four is really good. And five is like, if you're very, very keen, but you know, three to four, let's say, and then five. Yeah. If, if you're really, really excited and you just want to get even <laughs> better results. Um, so it's definitely ideal to go to a gym because it's going to have access to all of that strength equipment. Now, I know that not everybody can go to a gym or wants to go to a gym, and that's totally understandable. So what I recommend for clients who don't want to do that is to get themselves a set of adjustable dumbbells and make sure you get the kind that each individual dumbbell goes up to at least 50 pounds. If you get the kind where they only go up to 30 pounds each, like that's just, you're going to max that out so fast. That's hardly any weight. Um, I know it's, it's still going to be a lot of weight if you're not used to it, but you're going to get used to it fast. So I recommend the Bowflex adjustable dumbbells or the power block as well. Um, it's not like super inexpensive. It's like $400 maybe for the set, but I mean, you're going to be able to use it for the rest of your life and it's going to really, really pay off in your results. So using those from home, if you can't go to a gym, otherwise just going to an actual gym um, and, you know, doing this 
three or four days a week minimum for about 45 minutes. And you really only need to do about four or five exercises per workout. So, you know, pick, okay, I'm going to do some squats, lunges, hip thrusting and deadlifting. That would be one workout. And as long as you're challenging yourself, you know, somewhere, let's say between eight to 12 repetitions of head, like it should really feel like the last few reps are very, very hard. If you're just kind of going through it, it doesn't really feel that hard, then of course it's not going to give you any results. Like it has to feel challenging on your muscles. And then the goal is to just keep getting stronger and stronger every single week lift more and more weight than you were able to do the week before. And so I know this probably is all sounds really confusing for somebody who doesn't really know how to work out like this. So if you need help, you can just go to my website, nomadicfitness.com. I have free meal plans, free workouts that all have follow along videos that will really help you to get started. And, you know, you can see my YouTube there as well, my Instagram where I have tons of videos as well. Um, but that's definitely like a very good starting place. Just follow the workouts. I have workouts for body weight as well as with dumbbells, as well as with the full gym. Yeah. yeah. Love you, that. Yeah, you, have a, you have a ton of great info on your site, um, on your social page. It, it really is something everybody should be uh, checking out girls or guys. It's, it's, it's absolute gold. Um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, myth busting a little bit kind of in the, in the gym specifically with resistance training and with some lifting, um, breaking kind of that, you know, toning, uh, myth that's out there. What about from the diet perspective? You know, I think all of us, when we grew up in the nineties, there was still this kind of like, anti-fat movement everything was fat free you know people are sliding weird sweeteners into everything and just just to compensate for the fact that they pulled fat off of literally anything and our parents kind of had that mindset of avoiding fat but now it's almost like swinging the other way mm -hmm. and it's like fat is fuel and you know bottom out your glycogen stores so that you can you know completely optimize your fat burning and so and that's and that's the kind of the toxic version of keto um, or a really, really hyper low carb diet. What are some of the myths that you're seeing in 2021 with your clients from a nutritional standpoint or from a diet culture standpoint that you would love to shatter? Oh yeah. Well, definitely the worst one that I absolutely hate is that like carbs are evil or carbs make you fat. Like Oh my God, it's just so inaccurate. Um, and it's You're funny. like, look at me, exhibit A, I eat <laughs> this many well, carbs per day. Yeah, and I'm always showing people, I'm like, here's my absolutely massive gargantuan bowl of pasta. Here are my pancakes. <laughs> Here, here's all my bread. Here's, you know, obviously I eat a massive bowl of oats every single day. Um, yeah, like, you know, potatoes, all of these things. Like, it's so funny. Potatoes is a good example of people think potatoes will make them fat. And like potatoes is literally one of the best things you can eat to get super shredded. Um, you know, if you go look up how many calories is in one potato, it's like a hundred calories. You eat a potato, you're going to be full for hours. And the other thing to ask yourself as far as, you know, food choices is the closer the food is to exactly how it came from mother nature, the better it is for you. And Amen. potato is a good example of that. Like it literally came from the ground like that. It did not go through any processing. It just, it, mother nature gave it to us to eat, <laughs> to fuel our body. So the fact that, you know, it's just been so brainwashed to be like, oh no, it's bad for you somehow. Um, obviously as well, fruit, people are like, but fruit is sugar. So it's bad for you. And like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> Actual 
artificial sugar, if you just eat that, is not good for you because there's no nutrients in it and it's very high calories. But fruit is full of fiber. It's full of micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And the other thing too that I kind of will say to get it, put it into perspective for people is, okay, humans have literally been eating mainly carbs since the dawn of time as their primary source of fuel because it's just one of the most easily um, accessible sources of food that we can cro- uh, that we can harvest and yet you know now everybody's being like oh carbs are so bad well is that really the case can it just be that you know for thousands of years they were good for us and now suddenly in the last 50 years they no longer are um, so obviously that's just the craziest thing and Carbs actually are super beneficial when you're trying to strength train just because carbs convert to fuel very quickly, whereas fat can also be used as fuel from your body, but it doesn't convert to fuel as quickly as carbohydrates do. So this is why bodybuilders and like people looking to get really fit usually have a very high carb intake because carbs gets stored as glycogen in your muscle and in your muscles. And when you're training in the gym and you're putting all this resistance on your muscles, your body is pulling out that glycogen so it can have that quick access fuel to power you through the workout. So personally, I love carbs for that reason. I feel amazing eating tons of carbs that give me so much energy. And I've always been very lean. You know, I say I have six pack abs year round eating huge bowls of pasta and you can too. Um, but yeah, I mean, what it, this is the thing, you know, your body can use fat or carbs for fuel. Personally, I have always used the high carb approach. I've never done a high fat approach. And most people in the fitness industry do a high carb approach as well. But, you know, everybody's, everybody's body is different. So I actually am just making a video on this today, um, editing it, where I'm just saying, you know, like you've got to kind of experiment and see like, okay, what feels better for your body? Do you respond better to more fat or to more carbs? Um, And also just for your preferences too, like which one do you enjoy eating more? Because really at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you find a way that this is going to be an actual lifestyle for you, that it's actually sustainable, that it's actually enjoyable. You know, if you're trying to eat only carbs and you're like, I'm miserable, I don't feel good. It's like, okay, well then that's not going to work. So you've got to kind of keep exploring. Um, and really the most important thing, and this has been proven again and again and again, is that it doesn't matter that much your carb to fat ratio, because as long as you're getting high protein, that's the thing that matters. Um, and even in a lot of these tests that have been shown to, to supposedly mean that low carb dieting is the way to go, it was actually shown that it wasn't the fact that it was low carb. It was the fact that they were trying to say, oh, low carb is bad. It was actually because it was low protein. And it's like, Mm. well, yeah, if it's low protein, of course it's going to be bad. But it's been shown that as long as protein intake is high, it doesn't really matter your carb to fat ratio. You just got to kind of find out for yourself what's going to work best for you. Um, So yeah, I mean, but just obviously most people just somehow think now that like all carbs are evil, bread is evil, potatoes are evil, all of these things. Like if you eat it, you will just be fat. And like, that's just not true at all. So that's the biggest um, nutrition myth I want to bust. Um, and then I think the other one really is also just, just the idea that you have to cut anything out of your diet, right? Like, and I mean, again, that's how we get marketed to is like this new diet, which only focuses on these holy foods and all these evil foods are restricted. And that's just not how it works. You know, it's energy in versus energy out. 
every single food you eat has a certain amount of caloric energy that you're putting into your body. And obviously the nutrient quality varies, but that doesn't really matter whether it's protein, fats, or carbs. That's just, is it a whole food or is it not? Um, so, and I mean, I really preach the no restriction lifestyle because a restricted lifestyle is not a real lifestyle. It's not sustainable. You're going to lose your mind eventually. And more than anything, it's just not necessary. It's like, you don't mm-hmm. have to stop eating anything. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to quit even drinking alcohol. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not super healthy, but if you're like, I want to have a glass of wine, like, of course do it. You know, there's, there's nothing that you have to take out. It's more just what are you bringing in? You're bringing in nourishment and you're bringing in strengthening. And as long as you do that, you're going to be completely fine. This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Immune Intel AHCC. If this is the first time you're hearing about AHCC, it's a cultured mushroom product that comes from the mycelium or root-like structure of the shiitake mushroom. It is the most clinically researched functional food in the world with over 30, yes, three zero years of clinical research behind it. HCC is really the main tool that I use to help people get out of suffering from things like HPV, autoimmune disorders, Lyme disease, cancer, liver failure, skin disorders, fatigue, HIV, herpes, and more. If you're thinking, how does one thing work for all of these issues? It's because HCC delivers intelligence to your immune system by increasing the number and activity of your immune cells and the chemical messengers they use to communicate. So the physiology of the entire body is positively affected. If you want to learn more about AHCC, you can go back and listen to episode number 45 of this podcast, where Chase and I dive deep and answer all of the major questions about AHCC. If you or someone you love needs AHCC, you can find it linked below in the show notes or on my website, getmimifit.com. This may just be the thing that you've been searching for. Cheers, boo. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that you're prioritizing real food as well, yeah. because you said, you know, food is, is energy, but it's, uh, the energy is only as good as the information yeah. uh, that it's coming out of. And if it's, you know, organic, local, you know, minimally processed, that is so recognizable for your body that mm-hmm. the kind of like allocation of macros, whether that be higher protein, higher carb, lower, lower fat, higher fat, if the information is identifiable and recognizable by your body, your body's so intelligent. It's going to do, do exactly what it needs to with that, those, those various macronutrient um, uh, amounts. Yeah. But if it is completely unknown what you're putting in your body, again, it's highly intelligent. It's going to use its filtration system uh, like you know, liver and kidney to house these potentially toxic, completely unrecognizable uh, ingredients or substances that you're putting into your body. Our body's amazing at these filtration systems. You know, some would argue that probably up to about 20% of your environmental exposure, whether that be through air, water, um, or your food, your body can sort of like cleanse itself and you'll be fine. You load that toxicity bucket up too much, you're going to start storing these things. So it doesn't become just energy in and energy out. It becomes 
kind of junk energy in yeah. and then sitting in your body because it's unrecognizable, which is yeah. when they're, it, it's so trying to protect you sends, you know, fat to mm-hmm. surround this toxicity. And then you're dealing with stubborn fat or some of these other things that are, uh, you know, often clickbaity, yeah. but really, really do happen. So I love that the priority is, Hey, whole foods, get something that is recognizable for your body and don't get so consumed with yeah. how many carbs, how many, how many, uh, you know, proteins, how many fats are coming into your body necessarily as much as the quality. Yeah. But I want to take a second and, and vouch for you and your systems and the things that you're educating women on, because I do have some level of like health education and precious and nutrition certified. And, um, I went to the Academy of culinary nutrition, but building muscle is something that was completely different. And so I'm so glad that I did decide to partner with you. And, um, you know, I, I broke my brain a little bit in the beginning because I was, I was like, wait, I get to eat. 160 grams of carbs a day. Are you sure? And you were like, yes. And that's not even that many. <laughs> oh yeah. That's like and, nothing. So, yeah. Like, that's just like baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. But for me, it was like, like 300 grams. <laughs> for me, it was a big jump. And what I've seen, you know, increasing carbohydrates, obviously from healthy whole sources, increasing quality protein and then being mindful of fat just so that it's it's fitting in there the puzzle pieces that I'm working with to um to kind of play and see what I can do with my body um I've it's now been five and a half weeks and I've um I feel super strong. I have energy almost every time I go into the gym. I say almost because, you know, when I'm on my cycle or something like that, we communicate back and forth like, hey, I'm feeling sort of low energy. I'm just going to adjust here and there. And we really work together. Or if my knee's bothering me, then maybe I adjust the cardio that I do or the hit. Or maybe I don't, maybe I lift, I, I put off lifting legs until I feel better. Like we work together to, to find a, a happy medium and, and some, some, point where I feel really good. And what I've seen with my body is after being, you know, essentially low carb for at least four to five years, like on and off, mostly low carb, I was kind of at this point where I felt healthy, um, but my body wasn't changing at all. And I would switch up my programming, you know, every four to six weeks, but I wasn't seeing any changes in my body, which there was nothing wrong with my body the way that was, but it's okay to have these healthy goals of, I want to get stronger. I want to build some muscle. There's nothing wrong with that. And, um, and so since, uh, working with you over the last five weeks, we take progress pictures every week because you can really see those little changes over the course of, you know, the weeks and, and looking at, uh, photos. And, um, I have totally seen, um, a a lot more muscle building and I've felt, um, just in my, the way that my clothes fit, I've felt that I've, I've lost a few inches in my, my waist and my, my, um, combined my, my thighs, even though I'm gaining muscle, like you can see in my photos that my legs are leaning out. My stomach area is leaning out. And that was really one area where I, I just never saw any change was around like the stomach region. And so seeing those progress photos over time and I'm like, okay, I'm eating way more food 
and I'm not necessarily working out less, but smarter. So it almost, it, it feels like less because you know exactly what you're doing when you go into the gym, which you're not wasting energy on. What do I do? What do I do? What am I doing? Is this working? Is this working? I know every time I stepped into the gym, I'm going to be increasing my weight, even if it's by 2.5 pounds or increasing reps or both. And so I know every week by week I'm getting stronger and I can feel like, oh, I only did eight reps last week. I can do 12 this week and it feels awesome. So you, there is this psychological nourishing and strengthening that happens as well. We always say as above, so below, as within, so without. I'm nourishing and strengthening my body at the same time that I'm nourishing and strengthening my mind because now I'm telling myself, I am strong. I'm able to lift more weight this week. That's amazing. And also with the food side, I can look at something like potatoes or oats and be like, or a banana oh, and be like, mm-hmm. I can eat that. I'm allowed to eat that. My body wants me to eat that. And it, it really does have this beneficial psychological effect. So I can speak directly to um, how amazing it has been to work with you and how much I've told Chase this, but how much freer I feel in working with you and just expanding the opportunities for my body and my psyche as it relates to food and nutrition. So I do want to extend gratitude towards you because you've, you've been, you know, a really like, um, like a permission slip, honestly. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. And that's honestly like exactly what my whole goal is. You know, I say emancipating women from oppressive toxic diet culture, which keeps us so imprisoned and so vulnerable so weak out of our divine power which Mm -hmm. is what we get when we actually focus on taking care of our bodies instead of punishing our bodies um so I'm so happy to hear that and yeah I mean that's just what I want for all women is to realize like you know this is supposed to feel good this is supposed to be a freeing thing this is supposed to be an empowering thing where you have so much energy and you just you just feel good, feel proud instead of, instead of feeling like, Oh my gosh, okay, another diet. I'm going to hate my life. And, oh, no, and <laughs> You know, that's the, that's just so not the right way at all. And again, that this actually is a lifestyle. And as I say, I'm like the best lifestyle you can have because you get to look and feel amazing every single day without any restrictions and, you know, eating more and working out less, working out yeah. smarter. Yeah. No, and and yeah, you, you say it beautifully and, and you really do embody that um, with your clients and, and with me for sure. And um, I do want to just touch on really quickly, um, you know, something that was on my heart. We did an Instagram live together and I mentioned it, but I would say for the woman who is listening right now and is really struggling with this concept of body love and how do we balance body love with also having healthy goals and wanting to change or alter or play with your body composition, right? Like that's what it really feels like for me is play because I did work on the, um, on the inner work, right? Like the inner body love. I was treating my body with kindness. I was speaking more kindly to my body over the course of years. It may not take that long for someone else who's in the same position, but um, I do want to say no matter who you hire, whether it's Megan or another coach or another trainer of any kind, you cannot outsource your 
love of your body, your, your acceptance and your really knowing of your body and yourself and truly loving yourself from the inside out, no matter what size or shape, um, you cannot outsource that to anyone, any coach at all. So no matter who you hire, there is the inner game, right? That, that you still are responsible for. And I am uh, really grateful that I, that I worked on that and that I got to a point where I did the next rational step was to hire someone like you, was to hire an online coach because we're working as a partnership because I've already done that inner work and I'm not looking to you to validate me. I'm looking to you to like be that permission slip and to, to help guide me in certain ways and to help you know, get out of these grooved neural pathways that I think are so dangerous sometimes. So I just do want to touch on that because I think that that is important for women to understand. And I don't know if you have anything you want to add there because I know you've had your own, um, your own journey within that. Yeah. So just kind of what I had to go through myself was that if you are focusing only on the way that you look like you're pretty much always going to just be disappointed because you're always going to find something about your body that you don't like, you know? And again, this, you know, women are very conditioned to be like very savage to themselves about their appearance. Um, we, we hold ourselves up to these airbrush standards that aren't even real. Right. And we think things like stretch marks and cellulite, is like, oh my God, it's so ugly. And I'm, I feel ashamed that I have these things, but it's like, well, actually it's completely natural. It's completely normal. And the only reason we feel like that is because we're shown images of, of women that aren't even real. Right. Um, and so kind of in the early days of my fitness journey, I was like very, very intense and very obsessed about it, you know, especially, especially, I mean, I still, like I was working on a lot then. I still work out a lot because I love that part of it, but I got really crazy about the food side and, um, you know, I just let my whole life kind of revolve around it. And I was like, oh, I can't go out to eat. I can't do anything like, because I have to make sure I cook, measure and track every single thing that I eat. And if I don't do that, then I'm not going to have results. And at some point I just kind of had like a breakdown around that where I was like, oh my God, like I literally just can't even fathom wanting to track anything or wanting to measure anything. Like I just need a break. Um, and this was also right when I had just moved to Mexico, which is where I live currently. Um, and I was like, you know, like I want to be able to go out and eat the delicious Mexican food is such a huge part of being in Mexico, Mexico. And like my old mindset. And cause when I had been in the really restrictive mindset, I was living in Thailand, which is also a food paradise. Um, and I didn't really allow myself to eat and indulge in the amazing Thai food that was all around me, not only Thai food, like all the foods. Cause I was living in Chiang Mai, which is a big food place. Um, and so I was like, okay, no, like I'm just going to take a break from like really thinking about my food so much, you know, I'm going to keep working out because I love doing that. Um, and I was really shocked to find that I pretty much like my body didn't really change that much at all. Yes. I was like not insanely shredded anymore the way I had been when I was crazy obsessive, but the difference was really small of like, Oh wow. The, the difference in, how like how much leaner I was being super super committed and like being just obsessive about it versus feeling way more free 
way more flexible and still actually being really fit, like still feeling like I can get into a bikini any day of the year and feel good, you know? Um, so I think that that was like the most eye-opening thing for me. And it really shifted the way that I teach fitness to women is that, you know, it is not about being obsessed about being perfect. Like that's not what gets you results. What gets you the long-term consistent results is just like the overall relative consistency of what you do. And so and instead of just being like, oh my God, I have to get like these abs or I have to get whatever, because yeah, like you're always going to find something that you don't like about your body. And instead just being like, I love just taking care of myself. I love feeding myself good quality food. I love feeling that energy and feeling full and satisfied. I love feeling strong. I love feeling the endorphins and I love just taking care of myself that way. And oh, amazingly, it also gives me these great physical results, which is, you know, awesome too. So kind of just, you know, and it, it is okay to have some aesthetic targets, you know, like it, it's kind of, you've got to have a bit of a delicate balance with it because yes, it is okay to be like, I want to work on getting abs. And like, as you're saying, Mimi, you know, it's kind of play. And that's the way I see it too, where I'm like, the gym is the the paintbrush and your body is the canvas. And like you get to be the artist of your own body and you get to kind of decide how you want it to look because you get to train accordingly. You know, if you want abs, you get to focus more on abs. If you want bigger glutes, which is obviously my focus is what I focus on with my ladies too. It's like, okay, we're going to train glutes even more. Um, but you got to kind of also not let it consume you as like, this is the only reason I'm doing this is for yeah. this aesthetic result. Like it's fine to kind of have like an extra goal to work towards, but don't lose that perspective of the real reason you're doing this is to love yourself and to take care of yourself and do what you should be doing to live a healthy, strong, disease-proof life. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, you can work towards certain goals, but if you're obsessed about only doing things for the way you look, you will literally never be satisfied because you will always find more things that you don't think are good enough. Yeah. Right. Word. Mic drop. Um, <laughs> no, I think that that's a perfect kind of way to end this because that's really what the focus is. And that's what we're, that's what I'm about. That's what Chase is about is this lifestyle, creating a lifestyle, not just for the next vacation, but really for life to take care of this vessel that the only vessel that we get in this lifetime. So I, I do appreciate that. And I appreciate your outlook so much and that you embody it in your own life. And you're not asking your clients to do anything that you're not doing yourself, which is so wonderful. Um, to kind of uh, bring this to a close here, I know that you're, you're making some new changes to your program. Do you have anything that you want to highlight or specifically talk about to, to share with our listeners? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I've kind of just revamped everything. You know, I've kind of updated my newer methodology, which is definitely like, you know, I keep getting more and more loose and more and more flexible because as I, as I keep kind of experimenting with all of this, I keep learning more and more like, okay, yeah, like you really don't need to be that crazy precise or that crazy obsessive. And I just want to make it as accessible and as unintimidating and just realistic for women as possible. Um, so I've just created a whole kind of platform of like really simple, but short videos that explain the methodology and explain the science behind it. 
Um, I have like a whole new meal plan library with like sample meal plans for every calorie level. So just make it, cause I, I really realize I think that the biggest part for a lot of people is kind of figuring out the food. So I really wanted to focus on that and just be like, okay, here's like a massive database that'll just make it a lot easier for you. Um, and then the other thing too is just creating different offers for different levels of coaching because um, obviously like the way I'm working with Mimi is very much like my VIP kind of type of coaching where I'm directly working with each of those ladies individually day to day, um, which is a great offer and I love it, but I realized that I wanted to have other ways of helping women who maybe weren't going to be able to afford that option. So just having options where it's more self-guided or has like a light level of accountability, but not, you know, full, full, deep level um, one-to-one that I give for my VIP. So just creating more options as well. So this is all going to be launching next month in August, 2021. I'm super excited about it all. It's been a lot of months of hard work, um, but it's all been really fun to create. That's awesome. I'm excited to see it all. And I'm, you know, this will, this will probably actually line up perfectly um, with, with the, the launching of your, your new changes of your program, because uh, when this podcast comes out, it's probably going to be pretty close. So definitely everyone go check her out on Instagram. She is at Megan, M-E-A-G-H-A-N underscore nomadic fitness. Um, I know this well because we talk every single day on Instagram. Um, definitely check her out. Is there any, anywhere else that you would want people to connect with you? Yeah, sure. So as well, you can check out my YouTube, which I recently really kind of trying to get going again and making a lot of high value videos that really break all of the science down, clear up the confusion, clear up the brainwashing. So my YouTube is also nomadic fitness. And then of course my actual website, nomadicfitness.com, which is where you can download my freebies. You can get my free meal plans, my free workouts, um, and just, just have everything you need for your success in one place. Love it. Hell yeah. Such, such a huge shout out to you. So much applause to you. Um, we've talked a ton today with, with exercise and with nutrition and how it impacts hormones. Um, and there's a drastic difference between men and women when it comes to hormones. Men are 30 day or, or, or men, women are, are like a 30-day cyclical hormone pattern, or men are 24 hours. The fact that women are expected to adopt male eating and exercise protocols is completely insane. And the fact that we haven't actually split that out by now in t- the year 2021 is wild. So you being a pioneer in this space, continuing to evolve not only what you're, what you're giving to people, um, but, but your own kind of like changes within your own lifestyle is just to be shouted out and uh, we'll continue to hopefully be an extension of you um, and everybody listening uh, tune in because this is really like groundbreaking stuff that I think is kind of the next evolution of fitness Yeah, uh, is having these kind of customized starting with the differences between male and female approaches to gym, lift, resistance training and nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said, my love. Um, to close it out here, we do have some rapid fire questions that we ask every guest. Um, the medicine podcast is all about expanding in the way of body, mind and relationships. And we would love to hear from you. What currently, first we'll start with your body. What currently feels like medicine for your body right now? 
Um, definitely for me, it's, it's lifting in the gym, which I mean, is probably not surprising. <laughs> to hear. Um, but I mean that it has been for years, like since I've been doing it, I literally love it so much. It just makes me feel so good. Like it, I love that feeling of just the strength, the empowerment, the endorphins, like my muscles feeling so activated. Um, but I am also trying to kind of start exploring new things, you know, <laughs> as well, like a little bit of yoga. Um, I also love just going for long walks and walking is a great form of exercise too that is pretty underrated. Obviously it's it's a really different type of exercise, um, but I also love that and it's just really refreshing and just clears my mind. Mm. Love it. What okay, so segue, what about for your mind? Uh what feels like medicine? Would that be walking? Um, well, that's one way, but I'd say for for my mind, the most important thing, well two things, but probably my favorite is journaling. Um, I journal every single day. And like, if I didn't, I just would go insane. Like (laughs) I I love it so much and it's completely changed my life. I have like a specific kind of journaling protocol that I do, but sometimes I also just do stream of conscious or I kind of switch it up. Um, and it's my, like my miracle morning as I call it routine where I do specific, um, journaling prompts every single morning. I journal out like everything I'm grateful for slash kind of what I'm proud of. I journal out my fears and then I journal out the rewiring of those fears. So I write whatever it is that I want to be true about my life as though it already is. And yeah, this has just been so powerful for me. It really, really has allowed me to overcome limiting beliefs. um, And it really makes me feel so much more confident in myself. And yeah, the things that I write out to be rewired end up all becoming true so it definitely wow. works Ugh, it's very that. powerful yeah <laughs> that's straight up law of attraction right oh, there yeah. <laughs> what it about did, for your uh, relationship or relationships what feels like medicine um something that i think you know is can be really hard for us in this like screen world very fast you know instant blah blah blah. but just focusing on being present really really trying to work on that and just not only in relationships but even just your relationship with yourself um but just realizing that yeah you know like you have these amazing people in your life whether it's romantic or friendships and just wanting to actually be with them, you know, like be in their physical presence, appreciate the time that you do have with them because, you know, nothing is for certain anyways, no matter what, you know, even if you're like married to someone, even if you have kids with them, like you only ever have the present moment. Like you don't, and I think people get so lost in that and being like, Oh, well we're married now. So I'm just going to see you every day anyways, whatever, you know, and they lose that appreciation and that gratitude of like, but maybe I won't like nothing is for certain. So why don't we just like be in the moment together, be in each other's presence and just like be grateful that you're here, you know? So I'm definitely trying to do that more and more and more. And I, I just noticed that I'm a lot happier when I do that. And like, I appreciate the people in my life so much more. Mm. And they feel that appreciation. I am sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm sure I will talk to you a little bit later today. Um, but you are such a light in this world and specifically in in the fitness world and the nutrition world and the hope that you are 
um, showing to women and embodying and um, that you truly walk your own walk and all of that. You're, you're such a, a great example. And I'm so happy that we get to be partners with you and myself that I get to work with you. Um, you're, you're helping me in a lot of different ways and I'm so grateful for you. Awesome. Yeah. I'm super grateful to be working with you as well. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It was awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Yes. All right, you guys. I hope you were taking notes. Definitely go check out check out uh, Megan on all of her things and hit her up. Let her know that you listened to the podcast and that you loved it or what you came away with or questions. If you if you have you know specific questions, one thing that was really great was I slid into her DMs and we messaged back and forth for like a good day before I actually was like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Do this with her. She was great. She was um, really um, on top of communication. And she really was attentive to my questions. And so if you have any, definitely hit her up. Um, But I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, go spread some light. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit getmimifit.com forward slash the medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, boo.